You wanna hear a good joke? Nobody speak, nobody get choked. Sports fans, it is Friday here on 89.1 KHOL, and Teton Sports Talk is here to bring you a little bit closer to your weekend, unless you started your weekend on the holiday today or yesterday, whenever you're listening to this. And my co- I'm your host, Massey Zeman, and down in Texas, Graham Trainer. Cheers, Massey. That is, what is that? That is a pink, a pink substance in a shot glass. No, no, no. That's a, that's a heart. It says, I love beaver. I'm an Oregon State fan. Remember? Oh, that's right. That's right. You said holiday. Are you referring to 420? It was actually really funny. I'll admit I was listening to our, uh, oh, that is straight down the gullet. (laughs) Yep. Yep. I've got a, I've got a daughter now, so I got an alcohol problem. Yo, yeah. Congratulations, dog dad. You're you're welcome. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Trainer has a two pound puppy. She's You're very welcome small. for adopting and adopting and rescuing from a breeder. Yes. Yes. You're welcome. <laughs> I would Rescued. not belong in Jackson anymore. Yeah. Well, you know, you gotta, you gotta save space. Well, it's a, you're in a city. You got a city dog. It's a, it's a cute dog. Doesn't make it less cute. LATX. Got to have the little, little fur baby. I got a man satchel purse for her. She's three pounds. She's still mm-hmm. growing. It'll be probably a quarter of the way through her growth. She oh, also Bryce has Young. a diamond. She also has a diamond uh, collar, a, f- a faux diamond collar, which is makes me really happy. Yeah, little bells that ring so I don't step on her. She's adorable, Princess Leia. Welcome to the family. And that, I love that your wife allowed you to call her Leia. Well, I mean, I, there was some, uh, you know, favors. I mean, yeah, right. I mean, the mm-hmm. my my dogs' names are Gryffindor and Daenerys. So yeah. So piece that together, all right? I got a little ner- we got a little nerd in us. So so what? So what? Come at me, bro. I didn't even know you like that's Gryffindor's Harry Potter, am I correct? Correct. Have you ever been Harry Potter for Halloween? I could see that. No, I've not. I I was too old to uh dress up as Harry Potter for Halloween. What about Troy? Wrong. He's he's Troy's the four-eyed. Yeah, queen. he does. He does wear glasses. I bet you Troy could pull off a pretty good Harry Potter. Good. Good. He needs to get rid of that myself. corporate haircut, you know? Mm. Oh God. Yeah. I got one of those right now. Corporate haircut. Yeah. I just, well, I just don't have a man bun anymore. So anything that's not a man uh, bun, yeah. <laughs> anything's not a man bun is a corporate haircut for me. So whatever. All right. Conformist. Conformist. Right. Um, breaking news. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, I think we so. have a podcast. We've had a podcast for about oh. five years now. Please download our podcast. If you miss anything on this show, download us at on Spotify or uh, iTunes, iPod. I'm really butchering this. iPod? <laughs> uh, Spotify? Exist Spotify is pretty sexy. Spotify podcast app. Thank you. SoundCloud. Thank you. People, you, we use SoundCloud for the um, actual upload, but people seem to actually ask me, hey, do you, are you on SoundCloud? And I'm like, yeah, to like upload it. And they're like, no, is the podcast on it? Well, I'm like, well, duh, because it's uploaded on there. So act, people actually use SoundCloud as some sort of listening device. Whoa. Okay. So that's SoundCloud. TMI. That's Spotify. That's po- that's uh, the Apple Podcast. Download us. Subscribe. Rate us. We really love what we do. We've been doing it for seven years now here in the basement of the Center for the Arts in the KHOL studios. Mm-hmm. And, do, yeah. 
And if you don't, if you if you are catching us live on KHOL, one to God bless two you. to th- two to three Mountain Time, we'd appreciate some feedback as well. Hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. We are Teton Sports. Like, all right, let's get into it. We have a packed show this week, trainer. We got NBA playoffs. We have the NHL playoffs, which I don't know anything about besides the fact that the <laughs> Avalanche are defending their title. That that's correct. They are. They're Colorado. Okay, that's it. That's our playoff preview. <laughs> it's going to get better, only better. We have the NBA playoffs. We have a huddle. We have plenty to, plenty to talk about. If we get into everything, I will be shocked. But give me your impressions, trainer. Let's go through the Eastern and Western playoffs, and let's limit this to maybe a storyline or a one-liner or just a thought of each one of these first-round games. Now, where do you want to start, the East or the West? Starting, we'll start in the West. Uh, I was gonna, actually going to just say one more playoff nugget for you. Okay. Uh, did you see the guy that had, had 75 stitches in his face and he still went out and played the next period in hockey? Hockey's just a different, different <laughs> breed of animal. It's not, it's not the same thing. And hockey players, when they rag on basketball, it's deserved. I sit there and right. I'm like, I'm like, yeah, right. I'm, I can't possibly compete with y'all's toughness. People get like, pucks in the teeth and they just take spit out their teeth and mm-hmm. keep playing how did the guy get 75 stitches in his face he go through the plexi or something i think he had a skate to the face and oh. he, he either didn't have the plate the like uh shield thing or it went under it and behind, between his nose and mouth and oh. face and the plate i don't know i didn't watch it because i don't watch much hockey unfortunately i watched mm. the stars a little bit last night when i was out of the are there are so they're pretty good right yeah, stars are good. Yeah, they're the best team in Dallas. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's okay, so let's start in the West. We'll start with Ooh. the top seed. Denver is leading the T Wolves two games to zero. Denver being the one seed, T Wolves being yeah. the eight. Um, what do you think, trainer? I have five words written yeah. down. Four words. Well, my my overreaction, I'll start with my you want overreaction or you want like highlight or sure. uh, headline? Give me, give me, give me both. Overreaction. Minnesota is the most talented team that underachieves. They need to blow it up. They need to trade Carl Anthony Towns, uh, Golbert, uh, maybe trade Golbert for a case of Bud Light. What's he worth these days? I don't sure, know. Sure. And then beg Ant-Man, Anthony Edwards, to not demand a trade after that. Maybe you just have to trade him too because it's not working. Well, I don't, they have more yet. Yeah, like you said, they have a lot of talent, but for some reason, Anthony Edwards seems seems slow. I don't know if that's the 25 bags of Cheetos mm-hmm. he eats a day, but he just seems slow. Playoff basketball, the defense is defense is faster. The whole game is faster and the Timberwolves don't seem to have that gear. No, they're the, are they the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA? Um, Dallas Cowboys has achieved quite a bit more than the Timberwolves. Present day. Sure. One and done in the playoffs. Very talented team. Yeah. Slow. Dak is, or sorry, Zeke. Zeke is slow. And Ant-Man slow. Too much Chick-fil-A and Cheetos. Maybe there's a comparison there. Um, we got to put that. I got a little quick, quick little quote for you. Yeah. Came from a previous game where uh, COVID Rudy Gobert said, remember COVID Rudy? Oh, was he was, he was unfortunately the face of like the first publicly televised spreader event. Yeah, he was like, ah, Zach Leblay, here's a microphone. I'm going to be a jerk about COVID. <laughs> hey, oh, no, I have COVID. As you at the, shut um, it down. Shut it down. I have COVID. Shut, shut it, it down. down. Shut the, close the walls. Close the gates. Um, I got him. I got him is something he said once in terms of guarding 
uh, Joker, Nikola yeah. Jokic, and Jokic said, brother, I have 47. Just kind of the current state of his <laughs> approval rating, Eagle Bear, it's not going in the, it's going in a Ben Simmons direction. <laughs> continue joke it's like dude I, I've, I've i've i have a triple double with 47 points yeah quiet down four blocks on top of all that um yeah i wrote down four words for this uh series series and it's denver sweeps no problem so let's um let's go to sacramento and golden state sacramento leads two nothing they tip off later tonight we're recording on thursday night but they haven't tipped yet um my takeaway is before we get to Draymond Green, which we'll get to later in the show, is Sacramento might have figured out how to play defense. Mike Brown, coach of the year. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. there's there's something there. We're we're not questioning Sacramento's offense going into the playoffs. We were questioning their defense. Have they figured out how to guard? This young team figured out how to guard. I feel like I I mean they I feel like they have figured out how to guard. I would say that Monk Monk. Uh, Fox, Sabonis, I, they're just a better, younger, faster three than what um, Golden State has now. And Fox is real. Nowadays. He is a real, real deal. He seems like he's going to be a hell of a player. Yeah, he might be the best player in this in this uh, matchup when it comes to, like, 2023. Yeah, so Golden State's f- firmly on the ropes. They have, they have the Kings at home. If the Kings beat them at home, you're looking at Golden State going out in the first round. All right. Here's I'm going to skip Phoenix and LA because I think that's one of the more intriguing map matchups. Let's go to the Memphis and Lakers, which is my second most intriguing series in the Western Conference playoffs. The Lakers are going to win. John Moran is hurt. And I think Karma might be to blame. Who's to blame? Karma. Oh, Karma. Yes, Karma. Besides sure. John Moran's hand folding in half. That was a weird <laughs> video. Did you see that? Yeah, it was nasty. It was, I don't see he's how paper. he plays plays this series at all. It was he's supposed, weird. He's supposed, he's supposedly he was a precautionary sit out for game two. I don't see how that's possible after seeing that. But maybe his hand is a little to tougher that. from beating up teenagers. Oh, nice! Well done. Uh, yeah. Hey yo, yo, and Dylan Brooks is embracing the heel. Um, yeah, he's he's guarding the worst version. That LeBron James, the worst product LeBron James ever put on. He's putting up a, he's talking trash to a 38 year old man who's still pretty good at basketball. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, my overreaction was the Lakers. It's kind of a, um, kind of a hindsight from the sports media. The Lakers were so hyped heading into the playoffs if they pulled away from Minnesota in that play in. And I mean, personally, I'd rather see LeBron and the Lakers move on just so I, I want to watch LeBron suffer against KD or Steph, like players he actually respects and cares about, yeah. not Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks is just going for the Pat Bev model where you like can make a backdoor um, name for yourself and be in sports media after you can't play basketball anymore. So he's doing the heel turn. It's very like WWE, which is kind of fun, but he just he hasn't achieved anything like Draymond. Draymond gets mad and he's yelling at the fans, telling them to – S the you know what yeah, like yeah, yeah. this and that like that's fun Draymond's like the heel he's earned that four titles he just he's a reigning uh, champ when he does that in Sacramento after getting ejected and stomping on a guy's chest I'm like yeah there's some respect there Dylan Brooks is just like he's just obnoxious and he's also not very attractive which I guess like it's pretty many players be attractive it's also it's also yeah it's, it's they exactly show the most skin they show the most skin in any sport so I, I need some need some sex appeal. All right. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm into that. 
it was <laughs> kind of cute when they were young and now it's obnoxious. Right. Yeah. And there was So a, you're right. You're right. Like him playing the heel, it's like not yet, buddy. You're not no. there yet. There was an anonymous player quote I liked. They're front runners. They're just extra. They talk when they're winning. They don't say sugar when they're losing. Their whole thing is over. Their whole thing over there is just annoying. And I'm wondering if this was uh, Bronny James standing up for that. Bronny. <laughs> Cute little Bronny. All right, let's go to Phoenix versus the L.A. Clippers. Now, this has three guaranteed Hall of Famers on the floor at the same time with CP3, Kevin Durant, and Kawhi Leonard. I think those are three Hall of Fame players right there. Now we're looking at Devin Booker, potentially. Closer than Paul George, for sure. Yes. so And more potential in the future. And more potential than Russell Westbrook, bro? Westbrook, everybody gets in in the NBA. It's different than baseball is the hardest, NFL is in the middle, NBA is the easiest. Westbrook will definitely get in and you I'm think? impressed by, yeah, just, I mean, the NBA, like you don't have to win a title. You can just have like a long career. You, you won an MVP. He's got the most triple doubles in history. I believe now he had the most in one season. Um, I mean, he's gone to the playoffs with like four different teams. Like they'll find a resume for him. Trust me. No, they'll, they'll leak out some stats. Yeah. I think Russell Westbrook is kind of a loser and demands the ball too much. <laughs> Honestly, I like his, I like the story, though, his change of scenery, playing in the same stadium, yet he's playing for the small market L.A. team, so he's right at home because he can't handle being on, like, a big, you know, he's been on, he's, he was good on Oklahoma City, he was good for the Wizards, he, he doesn't like being, you know, he's not, he would never be a New York Yankee if he's a baseball player, it would scare him. Yeah, I mean, he, he played defense for the first game, or game one in this series, and everyone was seeing how, oh, how important he is, he has so many intangibles. The second game, after he listened to all his own press clippings, he tried to play offense and just took took possessions away from Kawhi Leonard. It, Kawhi Leonard was hitting free throws, driving the ball, hitting threes, and playing solid defense. And Russell Westbrook was like, mm, it's time for me to run as hard as I can at the basket and see what happens. Well, tonight's tonight. There's no Paul George, no Kawhi. What do you think more likely is to happen because this game's not on yet? Because uh, it probably starts at midnight. Uh, the Suns win by 60 or Russ gets 60? Well, I think the Suns probably blow them out. I think that, that yeah, Kawhi being out, I think that is the storyline from this from this series. Otherwise, Quick. it was going to be quite quite the series. It was the, most, it was the most fun on paper. Quick overreaction for this one. Kawhi and PG-13, that pairing, more disappointing than the Nets big three that never really panned out? No, I, yes. I think we know no? who Paul George was, you know. I feel like I know who he is, whereas, like, KD um, – oh, my gosh. The James Harden and Thank Kyrie. You. James boy, Harden Kyrie. and Kyrie. James Harden and Kyrie. We knew it was going to be explosive, but maybe they could have gotten it together. That was – maybe because Joe Harris was on the team, too. I was like, yeah, let's just, let's just see what the Nets can do. But I thought that was – those three were going to be more exciting than Paul George and Kawhi. Besides, Kawhi's a robot. Right. He's not that exciting. You're right. And you have Steve Nash, like a coach who used to be a player, a Hall of Fame player, looks like they're a good coach, even though they may not have been because they've always excelled since he's not the coach anymore. Um, so you think of him as part of like a big four almost. And then mm -hmm. they started putting out like, I remember that poster they had when they acquired um, LaMarcus Aldridge and his like, 30th season and Blake Griffin and they who I had oh, like right, no ACLs right, left. Right. They're like the big five. <laughs> the, what how are they gonna be stopped? The best offense ever constructed. All right, let's flip over to the east. 
We have, uh, let's talk about the one seed, the Bucks versus the Heat. They're tied 1-1. Right now, Giannis is hurt. He is not playing maybe the rest of the series, but that's okay because the Bucks should still gentlemen sweep this Heat. The Heat have run out of juice. They've run out of bodies. Overreaction, the Bucks are better without Giannis. Uh, over, over, yeah. <laughs> Just kidding. Mine is uh, Jimmy Butler. It's time for his next team. He's actually – He's 33, which used to be old, but under the LeBron uh, career model of playing until you're 44, yeah. it looks like, because he's trying to hold out so all his kids can play with him. Um, I feel like I feel like Jimmy Butler's got at least like four or five good years left, right? Plays hard, though. I mean, It's so funny of- to think that people doubt Jimmy Butler when he's elevated every single team that he's been on. I mean, he went to the se- – remember his brief stint the 76ers? And he was like, nah, I'm out of here. But other than other than that, he's such a solid player and a and a force to have in the building. I yeah. think he's top twenty five. People argue that he's top fifteen. I think he's got so much more intangibles and grit and dog in him that you have to you have to put him on a roster. There's always a roster spot for Jimmy Butler for the next five years. Yeah, and every team he's um, left, you've seen things crumble after. Like the Bulls crumbled. Minnesota, yeah. look, look at Minnesota. We just talked about them. Tenazium. Uh, the 76ers still have, you know, they're up 3-0 on the Nets, but the 76ers continue to disappoint every year after 10 years of doing trust the process and tanking. So I feel like he's never really gotten to have a a guy that like Ky- they, they got Kyle Lowry for him past Kyle Lowry's prime. Yeah. So he's never really had a fair, you know, Robin to his Batman. Agreed. Let's go ahead and talk about the 76 for this versus the Nets. Uh, they're up three nothing. And I all I have is this will be embarrassing if the 76ers lose one game. The Nets are so bad. They're sub 500 with their current group of starters, which are all role players. There are no stars on this team. And the other takeaway I have is Harden is a bum. He's got zero free throws. He's <laughs> flopping around on the ground. He's falling forward. It's the playoffs. Got the ejected rest- tonight. Oh, did he? The refs are are swallowing the whistles. They're like this flop around thing that you and Trey Still, Young do. After all this, yeah, after is, all this time, yeah, is over. Why did he get ejected tonight? Do you know? No, I don't. I, I didn't see what he did. I'm guessing. I don't know. He probably kicked the ball in the stands. I'll just guess. We'll just go with that. Yeah. All right. He he uh, he fought a fan. Who knows? Heard it here first. <laughs> uh, what do you think of this matchup? Uh, overreaction is Nets are the most uh, most resilient NBA team ever. We discussed they lost Harden, Kyrie, Kevin uh, Kevin Nash, <laughs> Steve Nash, and Kevin Durant all in within a year's span, and they still were able to gut out a six seed in a much improved Eastern Conference. Pretty impressive with who they have on the, on the floor, and they're, they're making these games against the Sixers competitive. All right, I'm there. I, I like everything you just said. Let's go, let's go to just mention Trey Young. The number two seed, Ugh. Boston, up 2 nothing on Atlanta. And Trey Young is overrated and flops around. Boston sweeps. That, those are the words that I wrote next to this series. What say you? Overreaction, the Atlanta Hawks have the worst two lotto draft picks in the past five years. Trey Young, and I'm sorry to say it, but I, I don't know about our guy. I, I don't DeAndre know Hunter? I don't, don't know, man. Don't you even dare. Too soon? Yeah, why Why would it be DeAndre Hunter's fault? Trey Young is the straw that stirs the drink. DeAndre Hunter is just looking for some touches, bro. He just needs to be the alpha. Okay, I like this. Get rid of Trey. Let DeAndre have his team. 
Uh, glass I'm pissed. Bowl. I'm pissed, trainer. I'm looking at DeAndre Hunter's beautiful face over here on a national championship poster we have up in this in this studio. I don't need you down down in Texas thinking that you're smart and doubting DeAndre Hunter. He's like he's like Ryan Leaf. He's a good college player. What? He's not. Ryan Leaf was addicted <laughs> to heroin. Can't do it in the pros. All right, glass half full. Who's Brogdon, six man of the year, only the second player ever besides Mike Miller to win rookie of the year and six man of the year in their careers. That's great. Let's um, I'll just dovetail that in my good news. If you don't know who Malcolm Brogdon is, go look him up. He graduated from Virginia. He was a, at one point he was a president of the NBA players association. He was rookie of the year. He was all American college. He's got charities that are bringing clean water to different continents all over the uh, country, all over the world. Malcolm Brogdon, Adding this accomplishment to his laundry list of his resume, congratulations. He deserves every minute. He's been plagued with in- injuries. He was on the Bucks during Giannis' early years. He got traded to Indiana, made a boatload of money in Indiana. Boston, Brad Stevens picked him up, knew exactly who, what he was getting, and a mature, mature player in Brogdon who knows his role, and he is elevating the Celtics' play by being the sixth man off the bench who can come in and give the starters a break and actually have a plus sign on that plus minus stat that we all love. And that's a hall of fame resume. You should be, you should do his induction speech. Well said. I would. Yes, I'll do it. (laughs) I'll do it. I ain't scared. All right. So your corporate haircut at the end of, uh, at the end of the NBA playoffs there, that little summary, I snuck into the uh, the huddle a little bit, but let me remind the listeners what the huddle is. Now, if you li- missed if you missed any of our NBA playoff summary, download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. All right, the- quick timeout, timeout. Are we are we just ignoring the Knicks? I, I like this. If we are, that's okay. Oh, I didn't even write them down. <laughs> what? Oh, oh no, no, no. Here they are. Uh, Cavs and the Knicks. They're tied one one. I have uh, six words here. Cavs are contenders. Knicks are pretenders. Yes, uh, Cuban, my overreaction, Mark Cuban letting Jalen Brunson walk is worse than letting Steve Nash walk for the Mavs back in 04, 05. Um, I hate watching, seeing Brunson play in the playoffs because it's I said it's like seeing the one that got away with their ex on social media after you ignored her, didn't hold the door for her, yeah. and called her a six in your sleep. You know, he was just not, he was not taken care of. They didn't, they didn't pull out the red carpet for him. And forever will be, will be sad that Jalen Brunson is not a part of the Mavericks. I feel you. I feel you. I feel that way about Drew Holiday a lot, actually. Oh, that's a, yeah, it's a good comparison. I'm like, man, why? Yeah. Why did? Why is he gone? Right. I forgot about that. All right. So let's 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 get to the uh, the huddle. The good news of the week. The critical number of the week. Something you were stuck on. Your quote slash question of the week and your goat of the week. I actually go into a little bit of a. Uh, little bit of Jackson Hole sports drama we got brewing up here in the Valley here. Sports drama. Sports drama, though, as reported by the News and Guide. Was there some, uh, what's that, what's that um, broom ball? Was there a broom ball fight? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rec League hockey breaks out into violence as the beer cup was uh, lost by the Silver Wolves versus the Bud Cell Suds. All right, sorry, that was terrible. Give me your good news of the week, trainer. Uh, Jalen Hurts getting paid. Yes, yes. This is this is part of mine. This is our guy here. Go ahead. Even though he's even though he's an eagle, he's still our guy. Five years, two hundred and fifty-five million dollars 
$51 million a year, $139,000 a day, $5.8,000 an hour, $97 a minute, $1.62.62 made a second. Did you say Did you say $5.9 a day? What? Uh, $139,000 earned a day. What, oh, what did five, I say? $5.9 an, an hour. That's five. Mean 5.8K an hour. Yes. <laughs> That's the second time you've done that. We're referring. He makes six figs. Well, he makes six figs an hour. That's so sick. Good for him. And that was my critical number of the week. I'd like to go and just let's just take a little ride down memory lane on who Jalen Hurts was coming into this role and becoming the highest paid quarterback per year. $170 million guaranteed over, over the course of five years who he was as a player. Now, in high school, he was a, uh, the coach's son, right? Quarterback. He had to have been composed then. He, he, gets, he picks Alabama to go to. He gets, he gets recruited by Saban. He went to Bama in 2016. He won the starting job as a true freshman, breaking school records at that position on their way to a 2007 – oh, excuse me. I don't – I think they made it to the college football playoff – and lost, yeah. In 2016, as a freshman, he went to the college football championship and lost to Deshaun Watson on the last play of the game. In that, he had a rushing touchdown to go ahead in that game. Lost to Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson, pretty good quarterback. Scumbag, pretty good quarterback. Um, in 2000, college guy, college guy. Yeah, in 2017, he got to the national championship against Georgia. He beat Clemson in the playoff game before that where he was named offensive MVP in the national championship against Georgia. The next game, he was benched at halftime where Tua had the most famous play in college football playoff history, 60-yard bomb to Devontae Smith to win in overtime. Let us not forget. Let us never forget. So he was very gracious in that win. He he congratulated his teammates. He cheered on his teammates. He, he showed an outstanding ability to be gracious in that hard moment. In 2018, he was benched in lieu of Tua in the championship game, in the SC championship game, in the same building that they won the last year, the year before his national title. He came in for an injured Tua and led to a comeback victory over Georgia, like a poetic justice. He came in, backed up his teammate, won the SEC championship. Now, in 2019, he transferred to Oklahoma. He just won the Big 12 and got a college football playoff berth where they lost to the buzzsaw that was the 2019 LSU champions i think lsu won that national title by seven touchdowns yeah they smoked trevor lawrence and clemson and now he is a second round draft pick he was playing behind a highly paid highly sought after carson wentz they thought carson wentz was the truth he's jalen hurts presence just stirred the pot a little there he is nowhere on social media he's not a big controversy guy he wins the starting job and you watch him improve season after season, and it is this year he was back up in the Super Bowl. Not back up. He was runner-up in the Super Bowl, and it, that looked like his best game he'd played all year. He got better and better and better and stayed his level-headed self, and now he's the highest-paid quarterback in NFL history, which will be broken by someone like Kirk Cousins in two years. But at this point in time, <laughs> Jalen Hurts. I'm just saying quarterbacks quarterbacks contracts no, no, no. are ridiculous. I just like who you chose as your candidate for most yeah. quarterback. Well, that's because when Kirk Cousins got paid, everyone was like, yeah, this is just going to be a trend. He doesn't deserve this. This will just be a trend from here on out. But Jalen, hell yeah, my man. Hell yeah. What a badass. Yeah.
I have a miniature good news for you real quick. I'll sneak in. Go ahead. Will Ferrell set to play, quote unquote, the face of a controversial new golf league character on a new television show. That sounds that sounds electric. Sounds kind of fun, huh? Sounds like uh, live, live to or hate. <laughs> sounds like Ashley Schaefer from from. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's exactly what I thought of. He's uh, he's down, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my miniature good news is that DTR from UCLA, the quarterback, is visiting with the Saints. It looks like the Saints are going to take a quarterback in the first round. Maybe be very excited to see that. Maybe second round. We could maybe we'll have the next Jalen Hurts. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I feel like DTR, I'd be very surprised if he was a first-round quarterback, but you never know. People get people get wild and wacky on draft day. Yeah, it gets – yeah, it just gets it just, it just gets weird. All right, that uh, we already went over my critical number. Give me your critical number, trainer. Five. Five. I have no idea. The it's amount, Trey the Lance. Of Trey Lance. Trey Lance. Uh, no, I'm not there yet. I will be soon. Trey Lance's number, but it's also the number the Trey Lance, the um, now backup quarterback in San Francisco to Brock Purdy, the the chosen one. Um, it's also the number of teams that supposedly have inquired about trading with San Francisco for Trey Lance. They okay. are Kirk Cousins' own Minnesota Vikings. All right, all right. Jim Irsay's Colts. Uh, Tom yep. Brady's former. Uh, team the Bucks, the Titans with no quarterback in sight, and the Texans who have the second overall pick. All those sound like good fits to me. Besides the Vikings, he'd have to sit behind Kirk Cousins and watch checkdowns the rest of his, you know, the rest of Kirk Cousins' career. But yeah, he needs to get in there and he needs to start playing some NFL games. He's been in that building for what two years now, two seasons. No, just he just this wasn't his started- rookie year. It was his rookie year. This yeah, year was, was his rookie not, year? Yeah. Was it not? Man. Wasn't he – or is it two – has he been two years, Trevor? Oh, you're right. You're right. This was his second year. And then he got hurt again, or he didn't start his first year because Garoppolo saw the job. Yeah. I'm pretty it's sure all, that's – a little, that, a little fuzzy. Who – if you had a pick, if – let's say Trey Lance was in this quarterback class with Stroud and Young and Levis and Richardson and Hooker and DTR, where would you rank him? Question mark. I wouldn't even know about him, honestly. I don't think I would because it's very hard to say because he puts so little tape together. He was just a highly, he was a high high level player for North Dakota State, which is a, a dominant D two school. But COVID, he played. They played one one game in like the spring or something. You remember that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I I I don't think b- behind all the film that the current quarterback class has had like CJ Stroud, millions of people watched him play Georgia. Mm-hmm. Bryce young is a Heisman winner and millions of people watched him play over the course of his years, at Alabama. Will Levitt's people are drooling over and Anthony Richardson seems to have the athletic prowess of like a kangaroo mixed with, uh, Oh, I don't know something that's really strong to throw the ball far. I I couldn't I couldn't put analogy together fast enough. He Josh is, Allen? Yeah, he's a freak athlete. He's Josh Allen with that that can do backflips and throw mm-hmm. the ball 100 yards. So I think Trey Lance would be what's that? F- fifth? Okay. There's yeah. Hendon Hooker around. He's really good. So I I think Trey Lance is not add up, but now what his advantage is there are teams that don't have high draft picks like the Titans that need a quarterback. I think he needs to start seeing the field. And if he's healthy, who knows what his ceiling is? I, we just haven't seen anything from him. 
No, yeah, you're 100% right. Yeah, you're right, because last year was the weird – only one uh, – Kenny Pickett went in the first round. The year before that was the five t- five quarterbacks in the top 15. Yeah. With Mac Jones, Justin Fields as well. So, Yeah, okay. All right, let's let's move on. Give me – actually, let's do back-to-back. Give me your stuck-on trainer, because my stuck-on is – a page long and is here in the local the local area. Oh, then I'll give you your I'll give you your time here in a second. Uh, former Dodger MVP and current Chicago Cub Cody Bellinger was on the road back in LA, and fans did a standing ovation for him. And it turned out that he got a sh- uh, not shot clock a pitch clock violation for his standing ovation. And I'm kind of oh, wondering, boy. like, is there no is there no heartwarming relief clause? For this pitch clock, you know, when, when the player returns back to their beloved ex-fans and they want to show some love, or do you think Dodger fans were trolling him and making him violate that sh- the uh, pitch clock by keeping him, you know, excited about the, yeah. the audience? Yeah, I think, it's, I think it's also very funny that you're wrestling your puppy right now while you're trying to talk. I can <laughs> Multitasking. See yeah, I see. I see. You're like, I can hear the, 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 his, her tags rubbing together and I can see an arm being like, hey, hey, not now. No, no, give me a second. Um, was he was he just like acknowledging the the fans? Was he like tipping his cap? Yeah, it's just one of those. Like he gets up to the plate and the fans are like, oh, let's stand up for him and applaud him for half an hour. And it's like, uh-oh, there's a pitch clock now. Everybody just gets all in their feels and and you, f- you forget about modern day baseball. Well, modern day baseball needs to <laughs> learn and they're going to have to learn uh, situational awareness. Respect. Respect. Res- respect. Okay. Respect the game. There's some baseball traditions. Yeah. I mean, I'm a hardline traditionalist when it comes to baseball. I need the games to be three and a half hours long. Otherwise, I have to go home early and I'm only half drunk instead of completely blacked out. Mm-hmm. And what the hell with it? Not serving the Bears after seventh inning stretch. Yeah. Damn. What? What? But the Brewers, the Brewers uh, extended it to the eighth inning. Oh, did they? That's smart. Well, they probably thought they're like, okay, let's ballpark the seventh inning to stop beer sales because people are going to be hammered because there's another hour left of this game. They've only been drinking in this stadium for two and a half hours. Now that the games are shortened by an hour, they're like, we need to keep going on with beer sales. And their mascot is named after a man who makes alcohol for you, so it's only fitting. That yeah, that's a good mm-hmm. that's a good angle. They're like, we are the Brewers. The Brewers. My stuck on. Coach Hayden Hatfield of Jackson Hole High School is ousted. Ousted is the word that they used as the Ooh. head coach of the Bronx by some disgruntled parents. This is what sport? Basketball. Basketball. Is this the guy we interviewed? No, no. So he's long gone. He's long gone. He. We got him fired. Yeah, I don't know if we got him fired, but Hayden Hatfield <laughs> has had the most success in Jackson Hole Bronx history. He took them mm. to the took them to the uh, playoffs for the first time in their high school in their high school basketball history. I'm not sure how illustrious that is. They're coming off two seasons where they accumulated one, I believe one win. Whew. So Hayden has come in there and in two years made this a playoff contending basketball squad. Now sources say sources say that towards the end of the season, the Fowlers, Ooh, I might've put them on blast. That is, that's the, that's the people in question, allegedly, right? It's allegedly the Fowlers. But sources say that the, towards the end of the season, the Fowlers approached hey, uh, Hatfield about their son's playing time. Even at the 4A West Regional Tournament in after Wyoming and at the state tournament in Casper, there were angry conversations between Fowler and Hatfield in front of coaches and players. 
And in one such confrontation, they an assistant coach had to split them up because they were afraid it was going to get physical. So, so this sounds like um, a crazy Karen mom sports dad was getting a little eccentric and being side coach, and he's the biggest booster. Maybe, in maybe, the game? but somehow I mean, he was school. forced out. One plus one equals two. Our yeah. uh, our AD down in there at the high school, we love him, Mike Hansen. You're the man. You've you said everything that you had to say when handling the situation. I appreciate your role in this. Hatfield definitely went to the press and was like, "Hey, this is this is how I see that this happened." And the the JH News and guys reported reported it on his ang- from his angle. Yeah, I honestly feel really bad for the kid. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's the worst but, part of all. I feel bad for him. Also, those players that maybe you're a freshman and you got Hayden as your coach as uh, as a freshman, they bring in a whole new system. It takes about three or four years to learn a system. This comes from, you know, I used to play ball trainer. Um, <laughs> On grass. Yeah, yeah. This is uh, – it's hard to learn a new system, right? It took me two or three years. to. We got replaced our coach when I was a sophomore – it took us two years to really figure out what the hell he was talking about. Right. Now you've not only have you you've alienated your son, but you've also erased two years worth of growth. Yeah. That was that really come to fruition in year three and four. And so you just erased if you were a sophomore and now you're a junior and senior, you don't have a chance to have that same success that Hadfield. You you can't not you cannot build on that success because he's gone. You're going to get another system. You're going to have to learn it, and you're going to have to look at the freshman and sophomore class and be like, hey, if y'all are going to do anything, it's going to be it's going to be this group. The head coach comes in and knows that the seniors and juniors are going to struggle, and when you get an initial coach into the building, he, he looks at the freshmen and sophomores and say, okay, I need to build here. I need to coach these guys, but my focus is this this class. So these this couple erased – a lot of people's only chance to play organized sports and erased any chance towards like ill feelings towards their kid, right? Like they have put their kid under the microscope and I hope their teammates love them enough to, to see the difference, right? To, to, to be able to separate the two parties, although they are related. Does that make sense? Yeah, hundred percent. It's like uh, it reminds me of a remember the remember that guy we used to talk about, Lavar Ball. Yeah, kind of sounds like him, a little bit like him being a little too uh, involved, a pageant dad for for basketball. I mean, that's my uh, Graham not reading the daily, the Jackson Hole Daily these days online and not knowing anything about this. The way you put it, like in an object an objective manner, it sounded like the coach was not at fault. The play obviously the player, the kids not at fault. And I'm guessing this would be a great story in March Madness when, what's his name, Hayden? Hayden Hatfield from Decatur, Hayden. Alabama. He'll be the university. He'll be the head coach of uh, the Wyoming uh, Cowboys sure. in March Madness, and, and they'll they'll play this as like a clip in the Sweet 16. Like this this happened to him in Jackson in 2023. That's right. <laughs> I mean, honestly, the parents they should be in, they should be embarrassed of themselves having public outbursts like this. We had a couple of guys mm-hmm. um, whose parents did this exact thing. And it was, it was embarrassing. You're just like, yo, leave, leave the coach alone. And like, you're, you're not a part of this. I know you've been raising these children and have had every say in their life until this point, but allow allow them to be coached. 
there was some grumblings. Oh, he was hard on his players. Oh, if if they missed too many shots, they got yanked out. Oh, like this and that. But that's that's coaching. That's hey, produce results, or I'm going to find somebody else that produced results. That's real life training. Mm-hmm. So my personal opinion is the coach was too hard on the kids. The parents didn't like it. He was teaching them tough love, probably some expectations, probably definitely taught them how to be successful because they did succeed the most that any Broncos team has ever succeeded. And he got the ax for being tough on his players and expecting results from kids. No, so if he was tough on your kid, just know that life is tough. Sometimes bosses are tough. Foremen are tough. You're the CEO of a company you're going to join are tough. You're, I don't know, your team leader will be tough. They will expect something from you. And if the coach is only guilty of that, then I don't hold him at fault at all. No, not at all. I, I hope the kid can hit the transfer portal and get an IL, NIL deal somewhere else because it's unfair. Yeah, also, he's only 27-year-old and he has a kid and it's like, you just fired a guy? You just, from from a job, you got some guy fired that has a kid? Like, who? You're an animal. It's an absolute animal. All right. All right. Hayden Hatfield, come on. I'd love to discuss it with you. If you hear my voice or someone that knows Ooh. Hayden wants to reach out, let let us know. You can find us on social media. You Find us. I'd love for you to come in here and give me your side of the story as, uh, if there's, you know, if we if we had any stone unturned there. All right. Give me your quote slash question of the week, trainer. Yeah. Get your, uh, get your voice heard on KHOL. My quote is, it's pretty clear to say that Quinn Ewers – will be the Longhorns starting quarterback and we feel very good about that as they should. Did you watch any of that spring game? I know that you were getting on the sidelines, but I heard that you got a puppy. So you got a little distracted. Yeah. get a little distracted. Got to, got to make sure I'm scratching his head when it's in the, in the, the man, man purse for the puppy. Um, yeah, there was some, there was some errant throws from, uh, from arch. And I think Quinn Ewers looked sharper and more polished present day. As he should be. He showed a lot. He showed a lot last year before he got hurt. He I thought he played well enough to earn that starting position. But also Arch Manning looked like a high school kid yeah. playing college football. Yeah, exactly. He missed some throws. He he ran. He didn't make it all the way through some of his reads before he got before he felt pressure and broke the pocket. Just that's I think honestly, it's perfect. It, this might be the perfect scenario for Arch Manning. What's that? Not not having expectations as a starter. Oh, to start, yeah. As long there's, as there's, there's no like, yeah. Cooper, Cooper, um, Cooper, Coop, Coop, Coop Manning. What's his name? Cooper. Cooper. Yeah, Cooper Manning doesn't pull a coach's coach's uh, Fowler. Fowler. Yeah, fa- pull a Fowler against Sark yeah. and, and start <laughs> demanding that Arch gets to play. And well, maybe he'll transfer to UVA. Hey, hey, he took he a visit there. Was, Heck yeah, we'll take, take him. You did take a visit. We'll, we'll try to get you some offensive linemen up there to, uh, so you don't break every single bone in your body. Brendan Armstrong's <laughs> are the biggest bones in college football, and they got broken behind that offensive line. The Manning name's kind of down hard. Have you, you know, have you heard about the C.J. Stroud controversy? No. He turned, down, he turned down going to the Manning uh, football camp or something, so he's, his, dra- dra- uh, dra- his draft stock is plummeting you for declining that invitation. Me. you got to be kidding me. I know. It's Was he even little- invited? 
Yeah, he was, yeah, he was invited. So he turned it down, and they're saying, like, what, what kind of character issues does C.J. Stroud have the, turning down the Mannings? The, Ma- the Mannings are the Manning game. The Manning game. reputable reputation. If, you, if the Mannings say, come, you, you, you say how fast. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> whatever. Maybe, maybe he was busy. Oh, whatever. All right. My, uh, my quote of the week uh, comes from Dylan Brooks. We talked about him earlier at the top oh. of the show. He said, I don't care. He is old. I don't respect no one until they come and give me 40. Who is he talking about here? Me? No, no, no. Uh, Dylan <laughs> Brooks, in fact, is talking about LeBron James. And uh, I would LeBron. like to see I would like to see the odds on LeBron James having 40 next game, just to put it in Dylan Brooks's face. <laughs> I hope so, too. Um, okay. Who is your goat of the week, trainer? I got two. I got a, I got a goat as in like a cool goat for you. Um, right. I don't know why he's making the rounds. Uh, RIP Rod Beck, old relief, relief pitcher from back in the late nineties and maybe early aughts. Uh, he passed away. Oh, no. uh, Rod Beck. This is a pretty much like a little, little uh, headline about him. Rod Beck walked out of the thirsty beaver around 2 AM with no shirt on and $375 cash from arm wrestling. His 1987 Chevy S10 has so many Coors banquet cans in the bed that with one trip to the recycling place, he could reverse 50 years of climate change. But he drops the tailgate and fishtails it out of the parking lot, the cans escaping into the road like a rabid raccoon released into the wild. Rod wakes up in his waterbed around 8 a.m. the next morning and makes a pot of Maxwell House. Predator 2 with Danny Glover is on TV. What in the world was that? Was that modern day? Or was that during his playing career? During his playing career, yeah. Just in a, in a, in a well, a well, well written little uh, miniature article about him. All right, every he is just <laughs> everything that is man. Sometimes baseball players produce just some of the greatest, just men, men being boys. Yeah, yeah I'm just do. gonna, I'm just gonna go have some Coors Lights there down at the Thirsty Beaver. I'll be able to pitch. I'll be able to pitch nine tomorrow. I bet. Bad goat is Phil Cousy. Cousy, he's the umpire who is thrown, who has thrown out three pitchers this year for foreign substances on their hands. So he's the newest umpire trying to make a name for himself, much like Dylan Brooks. Okay, he's making the, sh- the game about him. So shout out to the umpires. Way to be visible, umpires. You, y'all used to be way more invisible, and now with technology coming up and us being able to see everything, just step up your game. All right. My go to the week. I might sneeze. Bless you. Um, I did, did sneeze in the middle of that. Um, Draymond Green is the goat. Yeah. He got suspended one game for stomping on Sabonis's chest after they were playing some footsie. I think. I think it was footsie. No, Sabonis grabbed his leg during a transition play, just like every Duke player does. So he must have gone to Coach K's summer league camp. And Draymond Green basically jumped off his chest. Did you see the clip? I did. I did see the clip. Yeah. I saw. And I have no issue with that, honestly. It's no. like, dude, if you're gonna if you're gonna grab my leg, you're gonna feel the consequences. What I've yeah, it's, issued- a fast, it's a fast break play. Like he's 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 trying to hustle. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't mind if Draymond gives him a little little hey, F you back, you know, like he was right. definitely the one that got caught in this situation. But the issue I have with it. The Warriors are down 0-2, and Draymond did this with Adam Silver in the crowd, and then he goes over to the the fans and starts giving them the bird and calling everybody, uh, let's read through the uh, the 
the lines here. They were calling him a, a, a wuss, a wussy. You know mm. what I mean? So, and cursing into the camera and saying all sorts of things. And you're like, dude, what? Why are you all of a sudden being some WWE superstar and like invoking the crowd? I think he's another one that's really going to up his media game. He's probably looking at Chuck Seat, Chuck's Charles on NBA, Charles Barkley on TNT on NBA, NBA on TNT, whatever that thing is, whatever that it, show that is. One. He's looking at Charles Barkley and being like, well, he's close to retirement. Maybe I can just take Chuck's spot and talk, chum it up with Shaq. Um, he is the heir apparent on that show. You're, yeah. you're correct. I think he's just showing selfish behavior. I, I honestly think it's selfish. He's he's knows he's going to lose this series. He's frustrated and he just kind of wants to make it about about him. You know? Yeah, I mean, he, he did this when the Cavs beat the Warriors in that series in 2016 or 17. He got ejected for doing uh, wiener punches and like I feel like he's he. he so they're the reigning champions. They were two time defending champs at that time. I feel like he kind of just turns into the ego of like, Oh, we're playing. We won something recently. Who gives a poop? If we like yeah. go out, I just want to go out guns blazing. So yes, he did that stomp, which was a hustle move, but it was all the stuff that happened afterwards. that got him suspended in my opinion, not actually like the physical stomping yeah. quote unquote on the chest of Sabonis. He did that in 2017 when they were up three to one, I'm sure somewhere in his brain, right. he did the ma- mental math and was like, no, I can, I can still be Draymond can still be Draymond. And we'll still win, win this series. So it was just, it was just on brand. It was like, when is Draymond going to do something stupid? We said it last show, maybe two shows ago when the playoffs started, Draymond is going to do something stupid. He just did something stupid. Now kicking the guy, not that stupid standing up on the bench and cursing out fans and cussing into the camera. When Adam silver in the building, that is, that's stupid. Yeah. In front of the most like, malnourished playoff fans in all the NBA, the Sacramento Kings. So like they're <laughs> obviously, they're obviously going to keep, excellent word. they're going to keep coming. At, I mean, no other, fran, no other fan base is going to come after a player on the court who's screaming at them more so than these fans who have not been inside of a uh, arena for the playoffs since 2004. Yeah. So yeah. Sports fans. That is all the time we have for you this week. If you missed any of the show, that, w- that airs on KHOL from 2 to 3 on Fridays. Please download our podcast wherever podcasts are available. That's Spotify, uh, SoundCloud, and Apple Podcast. Trainer, anything else to add bef- to the people before we sign off? Have a good weekend. Happy 420. Happy 421. Uh, there's no Easter. There's nothing going on this weekend. So, yeah, enjoy the, enjoy the NBA playoff games and uh, go Mavs. Yeah, we'll check back in with you next week. All right, guys, that's it. <laughs> And that's all.